Montica's Spotlight series explores the principles that underpin Montica's high conviction global investment strategy. Join Chief Investment Officer Andy Mackin and Portfolio Manager Chris DeMassey as they continue their journey in long-term compounding. Hi everyone, it's Andy here. In this edition of Montica's Spotlight series, I interviewed Co-Portfolio Manager Chris DeMassey on a fascinating piece he wrote recently which looks at stock price drawdowns. He explains why drawdowns are unavoidable in the pursuit of long-term compounding, why they don't tell us much about expected long-term returns, and he introduces something called God's portfolio. Take a listen to learn more. Okay, with me now is Chris DeMassey. Hi, Chris, how are you going? I, I know you haven't been feeling well uh, lately, but I think you've recovered. Not not COVID, but um, still uh, painful and disruptive nonetheless. Yeah, it has been, Andrew. How are you? Um, I, I don't think it's done anything for, for my productivity the last week or so, but hopefully it's improved my radio voice for this morning. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, um, I thought maybe your your sickness related to looking at stock price charts lately. Um, <laughs> they've, been, uh, they've been pretty sickening, to say the least. It's a tough time. It's difficult when you see stock prices um, and they feel like they're only ever moving down and down and down. But look, we've we've experienced periods like this before, and um, you know there are there are some positives that can come from all of this too. And there's some timely reminders, I think, for investors and in their and their portfolios. Uh, you wrote this piece called Drawdowns, um, which we're of course experiencing today. Um, the piece is called Drawdowns. Even God's portfolio can't avoid them. So it's an interesting title. <laughs> You've captured everyone's attention. It's um, quite so, stunning. Yeah. Why don't you step us through it? Yeah, look, the, to take a step back, the reason, the reason that I thought it'd be a good idea to write this piece is exactly because stocks are drawing down so much at the moment. And it, it's just a great reminder that the, the best stocks in the world and the best portfolios in the world that have done really, really well over time have all, without exception, experienced real adversity on the way to getting there. And the, uh, the message to investors and, and the message to our team internally was that the best thing that we can be doing is staying the course with these excellent businesses that are we're confident in they're going to get these great results, but staying with them is important. And 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 we demonstrated that in the paper. And what's what's really interesting about this is that it's not just a soothing, calming message. It's actually backed up by hard evidence from history. We we looked into a study that was done on stocks running for 90 years, so from from um, from the late 1920s through to about now, and. What that study included was setting a portfolio every five years and then rebalancing it. And the way that we picked the stocks for the portfolio was to allow ourselves perfect foresight. So starting back in the 1920s. As if you were God, basically. As if (laughs) if we were God of anyone's religion. The great omnipotent. Exactly. That's exactly right. right. And so we had the advantage of knowing what returns would be on all of the stocks 
in in the universe looking forward. And every five years, we picked we picked only the stocks that were in the top decile of performers for the next five years. And I think the expected result there is that if you run that out and continue to rebalance the portfolio that way for almost a century, the returns are beyond astounding. They're, they're staggering. So if you would have invested a dollar ninety years ago, that would now be twelve billion dollars from from investing in God's portfolio, which is which is so off that, the charts. So that amazing. makes sense because yeah, if if you by definition, if you're God, you know which stocks are going to go up over the next five years. You, you own those today um, for the next five-year period, and then you sort of rinse and repeat every five years. Logically, you couldn't get a better portfolio. The surprising thing, I think, to come from that from that study, though, was that even though the results were near perfect, uh, godlike, divine, divine performance. Um, there was still there was still sharp, dramatic drawdowns along the way. So so even though we were able to have the greatest the absolute foresight and know the returns to pick the the best stocks going forward into the port and put them in the portfolio, the portfolio still did not avoid drawing down along the way. And and the drawdowns were were steep. And in some cases, as as large or if not greater than what the overall equity markets drew down in periods. And I'll give you an example. Um, over that 90-year horizon, this God's portfolio drew down by more than 20% on 10 different occasions. So there was at least 10 times where being invested in that portfolio, you would have experienced a, a drop of more than 20% in val in value so so it's you know, effectively um at least 10 bear markets in that in that portfolio on the way to delivering um in, in incredible returns and, yeah, and in just looking at your of, chart as well out of out of those 10 drawdowns most are 30 30 percent or more you know there's there's a couple which are 20 but most are actually 30 percent or more yeah and, so and there's a real whopper as well yeah. There's a real big one, um, and it's it's right around the Great Depression, when the market drew down by around about 85%. And this portfolio wasn't saved either. It, it drew down 75%. And so by all of those indications, it, it feels like that would be a, a, a poor portfolio. But given the fullness of time, those top performers really shone through and and the the performance was was amazing but you would have needed to stick with that portfolio for the for the fullness of time but even through the five-year periods through to the next rebalancing yeah i mean this this is fascinating I, I think to me it speaks to you know the temptation for some investors to infer something about business quality or long-term return prospects from stock price drawdowns i you know if you own a stock mm -hmm. that draws down my god it, it must be a terrible business or or maybe the you know the long-term returns are not what i thought they would be um this research clearly demonstrates that drawdowns tell you nothing about business quality and tell you nothing about 
you know, expected long-term returns. And and to your point, the overarching message is actually by definition, if, if you do want to achieve outstanding long-term returns, then you must be prepared to endure large drawdowns along the way. It's sort of part and, of the deal. And, and if you're going to be an investor in the equity markets and you're going to be led by stock prices rather than take advantage of them, um, then you're going to find yourself typically selling at the bottom and you're not going to participate in those in those exponential gains really. And they truly they are exponential gains because there's no way that you know, mathematically a portfolio can sell off by so much on so many different occasions and then deliver such a great result at the end. Um, you know, these are the sort we call it, you know, the, the stocks in these portfolios are true multi-baggers. Um, they're multiplying money over and over again over that period. But in the short run, in the interim, the stock price is, is telling you nothing about the quality of the business and its return potential. And this is true. Obviously, the God's portfolio was an academic study of, of a portfolio of stocks. Um, this is also true at the stock level as well. I came across recently, you know, studying uh, NVIDIA, which is one of the world's most important chip designers related to artificial intelligence and gaming and data centers and, and everything in between. And over the last 20 years, um, I discovered that NVIDIA's stock price had drawn down by more than 80%, 80% on two occasions, and by more than 50%, Five zero on seven occasions, which yeah. is just extraordinary um, for, yeah, a, for a stock I, that has done so well over that period for investors. I remember you doing a similar study on on Tesla not so long ago, and in that same in that same paper that that I I wrote recently, um, we we referred to Apple and Amazon. So over a decade, Apple has created one and a half trillion dollars of shareholder value between 2010 and 2020. It's the greatest company or the greatest value creation uh, machine that the world's ever seen. And yet even within that decade, back in 2012, the, the, um, the stock fell by more than 40%. And that's within the decade that it, it's posting incredible performance. And if you go back further than that, Apple's had three different occasions where it's dropped by 70% or more as well. Yeah, so individual, individual stocks have this performance and it's not just, it's not just any individual stocks. These are the, the greatest businesses in history that have created the most value for shareholders and the drawdowns coincide with the exact period in which they're creating all of this value. It's happening at the same time. Yeah, I think this is such an important message. You know, we've got a situation today where Amazon has just fallen by more than 40%, um, which in my mind is absolutely nonsensical um, and is sort of a, a truly rare opportunity um, for investors. But you've got plenty of other very high quality businesses, whether it's Alphabet or Meta or Salesforce, um, which have all fallen between 30 and 50%. So r really significant drawdowns. Uh, and of course, the temptation is to, you know, st as as we said, start to concern oneself with, oh my God, you know, perhaps the business quality is not there, perhaps the the long term prospects have become impaired, 
And actually, um, I mean, that is possible, but but what's also possible is that these are great businesses on their path to generating amazing long-term returns for investors and drawdowns, as we've just shown, um, are, are part of the journey. Well, it's possible that they may not be the excellent companies that they think that we we might be thinking, but it, it, it's definitely not probable. I mean, when when we went through the last set of results, and when you look back over the course of the last couple of years, um, the the financial performance and the operational performance of the companies that you just mentioned has been stellar. Um, I'm thinking about the you mentioned you mentioned there three of the hyperscaler cloud companies, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, and obviously they they obviously own other businesses outside of that, but you know, their, their revenues have, have doubled since the pandemic, but their share prices recently have given up half the gains that they had posted up to the end of last year since the pandemic. So there's quite a divergence in what the stock prices are doing compared to what the business fundamentals are, are doing. And they're rising and accelerating and you, you couldn't be happier with that performance out of those businesses. They have, you know, these cloud businesses that they they own. Amazon's cloud business is a $75 billion a year business growing at more than 30%. Microsoft's is a $50 billion business growing at over 40%. Where it's completely disconnected from the reversal in stock prices that we've seen for each of those those companies. And I think what that means is for for, for investors who are already invested in those companies, I think that um, they should take some level of level of of calm from from that, knowing that the businesses are performing really well. And time and time again throughout history, excellent companies' share prices haven't followed in the short term. They've actually nosedived on occasion, only to rebound up even stronger over time. And I think, on the other hand, if if you're listening to if if we've got listeners that um, might not be invested or fully invested at the moment and they've got some some cash they should they they could really be thinking about this as a really exciting entry point to be able to get invested in in some of these um long-term winners and what we think are going to be the best compounders in in the future yeah it really feels like a, a sort of a rare opportunity for those investors who have uh, cash sitting on the sidelines all right. Well, that's wonderful, Chris. Um, thank you very much. We'll leave it there and um, we'll talk to you again soon. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Montica's Spotlight Series. For questions or feedback, please email question at Montica.com. Andy and Chris would love to hear from you.